Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. As a teaching professor, my students often tell me that their favorite part of class was when I chatted with them in what they called Linda's Life Lessons. I would take five or ten minutes at some point in class, not every day, and chat about things that had come up, maybe in one-on-one meetings with students in my office or a question asked in class. There's pretty much nothing out of bounds. We talk about it. In these podcasts, I share tips for students and parents, helpful guidance through the college years, and a few stories along the way. We chat about situations students have found themselves in and how we navigated it. Along the way, we talk about some do's and don'ts for parents, too. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. In this episode, we chat about being you. What could be more fun than that? If you came to my office, you would see a sign that says, Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. So, how do you figure out who you are? Sometimes, for some of us, this is a process. Let's chat. When I headed off to college, I was single-minded in two things. So, maybe it's dual-minded. Yeah, dual-minded in two things. Number one, I knew that I needed to get out of my childhood home if I was going to survive. And two, I knew that I needed an education. Other than that, I was just stumbling along. In hindsight, I understand why I felt that way. I was coming out of trauma, and I was still regularly in the trauma. Many of us have had and maybe continue to have trauma in our lives. For some of us, it started young and has deep and lasting effects on us. For others, it started later, but it is still trauma. Maybe some of these situations resonate with you. Maybe your parents got a divorce. Maybe your parents or other adults in your life regularly fought. Maybe one of your parents has passed. Maybe you were abused in some fashion, or someone in your life was. Maybe you were made to feel like your voice didn't matter. Maybe you felt like you weren't allowed to feel certain ways. We could go on and on, but the main point here is to point out that many of us, Maybe even most of us have had trauma in our lives. So now what? Does that mean we're all screwed? Absolutely not. What it does mean is that we've got some processing and healing to do. Part of that healing might mean finding and figuring out who you are. That certainly was the case for me, and it's an ongoing journey for me. When I meet with students and chat about how they feel about big-picture things, They often repeat what they've been told by their family. When asked about how they feel about an election, it's not unusual for me to hear, I just vote how my mom or dad tell me to. If you find that you don't know how to talk about things or how you even feel about some of the big things in life, this chat is well-timed because you're due for some pondering about who you are and how you feel about things. It's time to get started in finding you. I was pretty messed up when I headed off to college because I had been conditioned to believe that none of my feelings were valid. It has taken me decades, literally decades, to learn that I'm allowed to feel the way I do, that I'm allowed to share my feelings when I am upset about things. My husband and I have been together for 42 years. I've always been good about telling him when I'm happy and joyful Not so much about sharing when I'm frustrated or hurt or angry about something he or someone else did to me. 
It's only been in the past few years as part of my finding myself journey that I've finally allowed myself to share the dark stuff when I'm angry or frustrated by something in our lives. Before this, I would keep it all stuffed inside where it would fester and it certainly didn't empower me to be my best self. My prayer is that it doesn't take you as long as it did me, that you can learn from me much more quickly that your voice matters, that who you are, every part of you matters. Even the dark side, the shadowy side of you matters. You're allowed your feelings. You matter. Your voice matters. How you feel matters. What you think is important. The world needs you and what you have to share in your own unique way. So how do you figure that stuff out? Often when we're young, all we want to do is fit in with everyone around us, with our peers. We want to be part of the group, one of the gang, but still, we want to have our own unique little flair. It's quite a balancing act, don't you think? And these days, fitting in is way more challenging because we get caught up in comparing ourselves to what we see on social media. This is not me bashing social media. I believe it has a purpose. But this is me encouraging you to realize that what you are looking at has been carefully curated and edited so as to present people in a specific way. In short, a whole lot of what we see and think is real isn't actually real. Between professional makeup and hairstylists and airbrushing and filters, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the pictures. That's perfectly fine. I love beautiful things just like everybody else. As long as we aren't comparing ourselves to the people and places we are seeing in the pictures and reels. I'm human. It's so easy to fall into the comparison pit. And when I do that, I never measure up to what I'm looking at. And for good reason. I'm looking at my basic, unvarnished self. I haven't spent hours putting myself together for a certain image, unless you're catching me on a day like when I'm mother of the groom. On that day, I spend a good bit of time on how I look. Otherwise, I'm just me. And I've had to learn not to compare myself with the images I see in my feed because that is not healthy for me. And I will never, you will never feel like you fit in if you're busy comparing yourself. Comparing yourself with everyone else is never going to work. It's not going to do anything other than make you feel bad. If you compare yourself and you feel like the other person looks better, you feel like crud, right? Ugh, I don't look anything like that. And how could you unless you too have spent hours creating a specific image? If you compare yourself and feel like you do look better than the other person, well, that might feel good for a moment or two, but that feeling is usually pretty hollow because what is this comparison based on? Like how many likes a post got? How many times a reel was shared? What is that really anyway? If my comparison is based on something more tangible, such as, wow, I'm looking at an image of someone who has accomplished something that I can also do, that's going to feel better because we're kind of in the same club. But I'm going to encourage you to limit the time you spend on social media where you are looking at the so-called beautiful people and subconsciously, you're going to be comparing yourself. How best to avoid this? Set some limits on your social media time. I do it. I permit myself a quick scroll so I can see what my favorite people are up to, to check in with friends and family. I've learned that anything more than about 15 to 20 minutes a day 
is going to be unproductive for me, where I'll end up down a rabbit trail of pretty images and pretty people where I come away feeling less than and certainly like I don't belong. After looking at those uber beautiful images, my wonderful life seems dull and not enough. I'm not pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough. My home isn't big enough, grand enough, luxurious enough. My car isn't, my guy isn't, my family isn't, my vacation isn't. It goes on and on, and it isn't healthy for me or you. Let's get you on a healthy path of finding who you are and what you stand for, what you believe in, connecting with your authentic self. One way to start on this path is by volunteering. Now, before you start in with, I don't have time for that, I'm pushing back right now and saying, yes, you do. You can find one hour a week to volunteer and help somewhere. Think about it. If you limit your time with social to 20 minutes a day, you're bound to have an extra hour a week. Why do I recommend this? Because spending time out of our little bubble opens our eyes to other people and their situations. And we don't end up feeling always so less than. Years ago, I was with a company where I went into people's homes and demonstrated kitchen tools. People invited their friends and family over to their house, and I prepared food while demonstrating and selling kitchen tools. I was very busy with this for a number of years, and I was in a different living space, somebody's house, four or five times a week. Some of the places were simply gorgeous, new homes with every possible convenience. They were clean and well-kept. Others were, frankly, eye-openers for me. I saw firsthand, up close and very personal, how other people lived. What I saw had me bringing my own towels and dishcloths to work with because there were people who didn't have any for me or what they had was not in a condition that was good for me to be working with. There were times where I had to fight to be heard because people were talking so loud over me. One of my biggest takeaways was just realizing how fortunate I was to have what I have in my life. Context matters. I have so much. You probably do too. You maybe just don't realize it. Spending time with people from other situations gave me important context for my life. No, you're right. This wasn't volunteering, but it did expose me to situations outside of my own circle of friends and family, and that was important. It was important to me so that I started to think about who I am in relation to other things in the world. I have spent many hours volunteering, and I've experienced similar things, where I learned about other people and the circumstances of their lives. Through these types of activities, I developed my own sense of what I think is right and fair about my personal boundaries. I encourage you to start exploring yourself in some similar ways. The thing is, you've lived with your parents for 18 or so years. At this point, you are well acquainted with what they think and how they feel and probably what they want for you in your life. That may or may not align with what you truly want for yourself. The only way to figure this stuff out is to think about it and work on figuring it out. Away from the people who have these preconceived ideas about you. Remember that job I told you about where I was demonstrating and selling kitchen tools? No one was more surprised that than I was, that I was doing it. And I was good at it. Shocker for me. I was always terrified of standing up and doing anything in front of other people. In school, 
I would be terrified, like vomiting in the bathroom before and after, terrified of standing in front of the class and talking about anything. Yet here I was, doing this demonstrating and cooking thing. It was crazy. But it felt easy because I was just teaching people about something I knew how to do. When I got started, I thought that doing these kitchen shows, as they were called, in front of family and friends would be the easiest. Oh, gosh, was I wrong. When I did my demos in front of family and friends, I was always in my head wondering what were they thinking and watching and how were they responding to me or not responding to me? Were they laughing at me? Were they thinking things about me? It was really hard. But when I was doing a show for people I didn't know, it was flat out liberating. These people didn't know me. They didn't have any preconceived ideas about who I am and how I do things and what I should or shouldn't do. Wow, it was fun. I could explore the goofier side of me, the silly side of me, and it was no big deal. I encourage you to find some way to explore this for yourself. Being who you are away from the expectations of family and friends. I found pieces of myself a new dimension of myself when I volunteered and when I did things that were outside of my circle of families and friends. Look for ways for you to safely explore and start to learn more about yourself. This will be just one step along the way of getting to live your best, most authentic life. We will continue this chat in the days to come. Finding your own true self happens in stages, and who you are will continue to evolve for your entire life. So. Today, we've talked about getting started on the road to being your own true self. Getting started is often the hardest part. The most important thing to realize is that you, your voice, your feelings, even the dark stuff, matter. You are important. Take some time to think about who you are and what you want. Stay out of the comparison trap by limiting your time with social media. Get context and perspective in your life by volunteering your time. Step away and don't worry so much and don't fret so much about trying to fit in. Start figuring out how you feel about yourself, how you are living your life, and the decisions you are making. You've got this. I'm here for you. If you would like some guidance and some coaching on your journey to finding you, I am happy to make time to work with you one-on-one. Let's work on things together. I hope that this chat about getting started being your own true self has been helpful. If you found value in this episode, would you please share it with your friends and take a moment to subscribe to the Linda's Life Lessons podcast? I love, love, love to hear from you. So take a moment to write a review. Connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. As always, be sure to find your happy, love what you do, and make a difference. See you next time. When I'm teaching, I end the week of classes with this message that I will now leave with you, my friend. Have a lovely, fantastic, and fun weekend, and please come back to me safely. See you next time.